listening to The Griffin's Nest, a podcast on all things futsal. Welcome to The Griffin's Nest. Myself, Liam and James here today are joined by a special guest, Sam Page, who is going to be here for episode two of our podcast. Um, here with Sam Page, we're sort of going to look into online content in particular, but also sort of how he started futsal without necessarily playing futsal and what his impact has been on myself in particular and obviously Bedford, because without him doing what he did, we wouldn't be where we are today. So, Paige, do you want to start us off talking about sort of how you started the futsal team at University of Bedfordshire and what you do now in regards to your videos and stuff? Yeah, no problem. So firstly, thank you very much for having me on, guys. It's a pleasure. Um, so um, obviously, I was a student at the University of Bedfordshire um, and I was one of the football activators there and coordinators through the FA. So it was mainly football. Um, but then obviously, futsal started to become quite a big thing within box and university. So um, we started a Friday night futsal league, um, which was just um, social. Teams would turn up, they'd enter. Um, there was medals, everything like that. Um, went on for about eight or nine weeks. Um, and then from there, we, we saw we had a nice little talent pool. And um, me and Lee Warren, who was also uh, at the university, we then started the um, University of Bedfordshire UOB Bulls uh, futsal team, which obviously, Carl, you were part of the first year. Um, and um, it's sort of gone strength to strength from there. Obviously, like you said in the previous podcast, moved up the leagues quite quickly. Um, and developed um, and then obviously the um, Bedford Futsal's come from that really um, and obviously on the video side of things um, I'll plug myself uh, YouTube is uh, Sam Page videos um, <laughs> loads of uh, highlight reels uh, that I produce for um, non-league and league footballers um, to show their talents off um, and to move them up the leagues as well and I, I know you've so made one me. for me and you sort of really scraped the barrel for some content regarding my performance <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. That was one of my first ones, actually. That was where it all um, started. You, and look at where you are now with your many, many subscribers. Um, but no, what you did was sort of the Friday Night Futsal League, where it all started, is where I first sort of, as a as a person, never really looked into online content and looked into what it looks like. But you used to do the goal of the week on the Friday Night League, where you sort of, the games were just recorded, the whole thing was recorded, and you'd go through and clip out all the goals. And I used to love it because I used to score quite a few, and I used to love bragging about, oh, look, I scored this goal on Twitter, have a look at this. Um for people who don't know, talk us through the process of, right, what do you have to do when you get a video, you video the game, what have you got to do to get it all clipped up? Because I've found out recently doing it myself, it takes absolutely ages. Um, yeah, it used to be difficult because um, obviously when we were looking at futsal and it was just a continuous clock, um, but then there used to be a lot of goals because essentially it was people that were playing it for fun, um, which obviously sport always should be, but they weren't necessarily futsal players. Um, we're just there for a laugh and a good time um, and it works really well um, so there used to be a lot of goals so we used to have to essentially afterwards get those um, files onto a laptop which as you'll know are big files um, especially if they're in HD good quality get them onto a laptop then have to go through sit down essentially clip out every individual goal from that evening if we had sort of five or six fixtures um, you're looking sometimes maybe 50 plus goals um, and essentially sit down, me and Lee used to sit down and essentially decide which were the sort of eight best goals of the week, clip them in, edit them in, fade them into each other, put the information on there um, of who scored, what team, put some music behind it, 
Um, but it's not a quick job. Um, but that that got us out there quite a lot at the university because then it was almost like the retweet thing um, and right retweet for the goal of the week and then there was always a prize so people were all getting their mates to retweet um so that online content really got put out there and i know that actually carl you had to uh <laughs> you had to get people i think your your club at the time had to stop retweeting it because people got a bit jealous yeah it was true we um it was sort of argued that i was cheating because i was getting a lot of retweets based on my football club but obviously my mum and dad obviously getting their friends to retweet and then yeah, I used to win all the time, but not because it was the best goal at all. It was just because I used to have the most people that were busy enough to do it. <laughs> I, I'm interested in Sam in terms of um, with those. Uh, was it? Did you say it was goal of the month competition you did? Was it? Or was it goal of the week? Uh, goal of the week. Goal of the goal week. Of the, with, with the goal of the week uh, kind of competition, online competition. Do you think that really helped engage more people to play in that Friday night league? Because I'm looking at kind of clubs in terms of clubs in the futsal kind of NFS leagues and how they're engaging people. Do you think that engaged more people to play in that Friday night league by having something just small and simple like a goal of the week real online? Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely think so. I think um, looking back at it, having just literally a sort of social league on a Friday night in the sports hall, which you know guys playing at the University of Beverchere, but just a Friday night where any student could enter a team, any student could come and play of any ability and their game would be recorded. The whole games would be uploaded onto YouTube as well, as well as just the goals. And they had every opportunity to essentially be tweeted out on social media to have goal of the week. And that was massive because literally where else would you go at a level where it's literally recreational to have you get have your games filmed and then uploaded onto youtube it doesn't i mean there's loads of clubs out there now like when i look just taking it back to football looking at football clubs now sometimes i'll have players come to me and they're they're getting paid a good amount each week to play and their games aren't even recorded so for us like simple as what you do guys now at bedford futsal simple as just getting a camera it's, but lots of people don't think about it. I think it's, it's a really important point to say that, that um, footballers have contacted you and obviously their games aren't even recorded and they're playing at a, a fairly decent level, what we'd consider to be a decent level, perhaps even being paid. Um, it's quite, that's actually taken me back a bit. That's quite shocking that uh, their games aren't even recorded. And like, quite simply, we record a lot of our training sessions just with the GoPro set up, um, any form of kind of video analysis that we can then do off that is obviously just going to help us greatly improve and of course getting people like yourself in to um, provide that kind of actual edited content and um, make it as professional as possible and marketable in some cases as well is really important. Um, I think there's an honourable shout out mentioned for um, Rob Smith at Bolton obviously it's all about the content does a lot of work uh, within the futsal community as well particularly with the youth stuff as well so um, there's always discussions online about online content itself um I'd, I'd want to get your thoughts really on how how much of an impact do you think that could have if it was done across all nfs leagues for example if highlight packages could be put together for each game and have competitions like that where fans could vote or clubs could get them involved and how much of, a, of an impact could it have on a wider engagement and outreach on the sport I think that could be massive. I think all it takes is for someone like like with what we've got at Bedford Futsal, as long as you, you've got someone like Carl who will go up and set the camera up at the start, you can just leave it running. You haven't even got to have someone, I know WD Sports come along and um, do some nice highlights, a bit better quality, but if you literally just had a GoPro, record the whole games, 
yes, you've then got to have a volunteer to clip it up, have the software, do whatever. But I think if you did that for across the women's and men's in all of the NFS, you could easily get a huge sort of outreach on social media by having goal of the week. It's a very simple concept or goal of the like match day um, across men and women or not even just men and women. You could do it men, women, but then also across the leagues as well. Like, I know it's a big job, but it's 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 the options there. 100%. And I think that would push it out there massively because you see some of these tweets, like all it's got to take is like, say, for example, again, I'm making your head massive here, Carl, but um, say, for example, <laughs> like if someone retweets it that's sort of got a lot of followers, that then gets exposure. More people retweet them because their friends been tweeted and tagged as goal of the week and it, it could go massive. No, you're right. Like when I played and did the Friday Night Football League, I played at Banbury at the time, which was when I was at my peak of football and since I've dropped quite a bit. Um, but they used to they used to share it and Banbury United Football Clubs, uh, Southern Prem Football Clubs, so below the conference for those who don't know. Um, and I'd go to Banbury and like the supporters that were there would be going, oh, what's this futsal? Like, I would be known as the futsal guy when I go to football games. My coaches, whenever I'm in training and sort of doing stuff, they'd always, I'd do a Cruyff turn, for example, just a basic skill. And oh, Mr. Futsal, here he is. Um, all based on on that Friday Night Football League. It's crazy to think that Paisley just thought, I'll film this game, I'll just see what happens. And then it goes round to, to Banbury, which probably didn't even, I didn't know Banbury was the place till I started playing for them. Um, and then the people there are sort of talking about futsal and they now know all about it. Um, when I, as a head of year at a school, I try and sort of talk about futsal. And if I say, I'll have a look on YouTube, that's their first point of call, isn't it really at the moment in regards to your players, Paisley, as well for your highlight reels. They'll go to, to YouTube and that's where they get, they get the videos. And your videos do do work i even my video which you did a great job on considering i didn't have much footage to go off really i've had a couple of phone calls about going to clubs based on on those videos in regards to your sort of personal motivation page you're doing those videos what made you start doing those things because you're a very humble guy you don't go on about no you don't brag about the fact you do these videos and you've got x number of subscribers and you do this amount of work what is your motivation for for doing the highlight reels and the, the different video content you do i mean for me it's um a lot as I'm a teacher, as you've already mentioned, same as you, Carl, and I know Liam's as well, um, and I know James Coach as well. So we're all we're all in the business to sort of to help people out. Like I want to further people, um, and you always hear about these people that have got talent and never lived up to it. For me, um, it all started from um, I used to be a performance analyst at Luton Town. We're going way back now. We're going back to 2012, 2013 season, and that was the first pro club I worked at and essentially what happened was excuse me, a few of the first team players got released at the end of the season um, I'd recorded a lot of their games um, they were struggling to find another club and I literally contacted them and just said like look do you want me to put something together for you to try and sell yourself to another club no money exchanged they bit my hand off um, were like yeah cool put some stuff together and it helped and it basically went from there that I was contacting players that had been released, going through release list after release list, saying, do you want a video, do you want a video, do you want a video? Whereas now it's sort of flipped and I have people come to me asking me to do it, which is lovely. But my motivation is pushing people onto that next level and seeing players move from non-league to the football league or part-time to full-time. Um, and also... I, I, I mean, who's going to say no to getting a little bit of recognition for something they enjoy? Like, I, I essentially, I know you've alluded to it already with the with the time it takes, but essentially I watch games of football, watch highlights of football, clip it, 
and put it all together nicely. But yeah, it's it's raw to start with. Like it doesn't look nice when you first clip it, but it's I enjoy doing it. And then to get the recognition for that. And yes, there's perks like. I've got some signed shirts from it. I've got free tickets for it. Like I've got a bit of money here and there for it, but that's not why I do it. Like it's not a business. Like, I've got a full-time job alongside that. But um, I know you spoke about him last time as well um, in the last podcast, but Louis Pacelli obviously did a lot of you guys um, videos. And um, I know he did Ivan um, a video and Claudio a video. And um, they went quite big on Twitter. And I think the more of that that can happen, the better. 100%. If there can be player reels out there, um, I think massive, like, easily show off your talent in football. And I think that's that's massively transferable. Like, I think at the moment, I would say, why why can't there be similar? I could easily clip a football video up. Like, um, and I know Louis did a fantastic job. Louis did an amazing job last summer of clipping people's games up and making them look decent. As you say, Pagey, I mean, everyone likes it, even with the NFS, when when they were tweeting on live on a match day, if you were walking out and they're starting five, and um, even without without it being so public, just having your name kind of read out on a match day from the Tannoy and, and such, it obviously adds that kind of extrinsic motivation factor as well. Um, I'd be interested to get your opinion on kind of, obviously you talk about player reels within futsal and everybody's highlights, and I know the game's obviously increasingly different to, to football and um, I think a lot of people involved in the sport will be, will definitely agree with that, and that things that are perhaps um, not so noteworthy within football are a bit more important within futsal. So even someone making a, a diverting run, some bit, a bit of secondary play, even tertiary play, if that's even a term, um, how would you do, you do? You think you'd go about classifying clips there? For for example, if like Carl said before with his football, if there's not much content, so. Um, if a goalkeeper hasn't made over a ridiculous amount of saves or a player hasn't scored a lot of goals or got lots of assists, um, how do you go about categorising what is the highlight and what isn't? Yeah, good question, actually. It's, within football, obviously, like you say, if a goalkeeper's not made many saves, obviously you've got distribution as well. But if a keeper's only played a couple of games, obviously you don't really, if you can help it, pad it out with sort of like five-yard passes or something like that. Um, but like you say, with futsal, yes, football's technical. Um, and it'll be interesting if there is a reaction. But I think, from what I say, but I would say that futsal's more technical than football, um, 100%. Um, there's a lot more tactics and thinking to do with it. You could easily, I mean, some people's roles at times is to block players is to make those diverting runs. You look at some of the top end football or futsal even, sorry, look at the top end futsal. Um, a couple of friendlies we played last season, like their movement was unreal. Like, and I mean, it, it depends what camera angle as well you're doing it from, but you could easily do that. That could easily be put in a highlights reel, um, especially showing awareness when it comes to some of the, the set pieces as well, how they work. Um, there's definitely potential there, um, but like we like we like we've already spoken about, futsal's not as well known as um, football. Someone, most people that like sport can look at football and say, "Oh, that, that's a good pass. That is a good cross. That is a good save." Whereas with futsal, it's a lot more technical, um, so it's not as easy to do. Maybe that's an answer as to why there's not as much content out there. It's interesting you speak about those different types of things because you sort of say about the the difficulty in finding highlights sometimes if you're not playing well. Um, what I'd be sort of 
intrigued to hear about. So we talk a lot about clipping videos and sort of highlights and goals of the week and stuff. What other online content can we sort of produce as a futsal community to to engage a wider audience? So obviously filming games is great, but one of the things I struggled with doing was we tried to stream the games through through the GoPro, but end up looking like it had been recorded on a a potato really it wasn't particularly good quality um so those sorts of streams and stuff and what other avenues do you think we could explore in regards to online content pagey um i mean there's various avenues to go down i mean from what i've seen from um various clubs out there um i mean you guys are probably seen more than me but sort of like genesis a scholar redding are pretty good at it as well with some of their graphics um pretty eye-catching um, I mean, a scholar did some, I think it was a scholar, correct me if I'm wrong, but did some absolutely wicked stuff um, at like an outside court in London. Um, did a couple of like photo shoots. I think it's all even and um, Claudio there with that. Um, I mean, shout out to the goalkeepers here in LHK. You could have some saves of the week, um, mixing it up a little bit with futsal. Um, obviously, you don't really see that even in football. Um, but I mean, graphic wise, but then once again, I mean, the graphics you've produced, Carl, with the things you've got and the things Louis's done before, they're not easy to do. They're not a, they're not a quick job. You can't just get a couple of images and throw them together. Um, they take time. Um, but I think there's certainly avenues to go down. I mean, save of the week, the graphics, um, like Liam said, the live tweeting from the games. I mean, I know I did it for the two uh, host days at Bedford. Even just having, like goal and then the person tagged or like Liam said as well like the name read out or walking out of the tunnel and then that gets put on social media like little things like that just add all into the day um and for people to look back on people to be aware on like the the engagement we got off those tweets considering they were they were of the Bedford footstool like it wasn't a scholar tweeting it or um um Baku it was the Bedford account but obviously we're tagging the players you get to know the players because it's quite a tight-knit community and you're getting the retweets out there and from what I've seen from the futsal community um on Twitter I mean obviously I follow it and I've got access to the account so I see stuff that comes in but the it's quite family orientated sounds a bit cliche but everyone's sort of there to help each other out and happy to help each other out with content um so I think it's all about just working together. I mean, you've, you've taken the idea from Soccer AM with the teammates. Like, I think that's unreal. Like, people enjoy that. It's funny. Um, and it creates talking points. Um, so for me, that's, that's good. I mean, you could also always bring in the standard sort of like pre-match interviews, post-match interviews, things like that. But, I mean, it depends how deep you want to go into it, doesn't it? Like you say, Pagey, making it a more personalised experience for everyone on the online content, um, particularly with the teammates element as well, it, it, it gives everyone an opportunity to get to know the players better. And it's obviously, there's not always a massive following with every club and much of a support, but um, for academy players looking on and seeing the senior players, they get to know a couple of their quirks, get to know who they're friends with and just get to know the team a little bit better. And like you said, I think that is just, yeah, a really important element of online content. And it just, yeah, it maximises engagement, doesn't it? And it gives the entire community feel of it just an extra boost. Yeah, I think, um, like you said there, getting to know the senior players more. For example, like, if you look at um, non-league football clubs, like, their link with their youth team is normally big because that's the feeder through for a lot of them. 
And it would be, and I think we have got that with our club at the moment, but it'd be absolutely awesome if that could be across futsal that the the youth teams of these clubs, and I know some clubs haven't got youth teams, but they they do massively look up and want to be the player and come to the senior games and watch the people, think they get to know the people, can have a conversation with the players afterwards, not like, but it is, like you alluded to in the, the first pod, it is a professional environment. Um, the host days that I've been to have been amazing. Um, the volunteers work incredibly hard. They are very professional. So if, if you can, if we can push that forward for every club, and the connection between the youth teams um, going up. And eventually they might aspire to that and think like, do you know what, I, I want to I do a teammates. I, I want to be that in a couple of years' time or I want to be on goal of the week or I want my own graphic and I can then tweet it just because it looks like everyone dreams of that, don't they? I think everyone as a kid that enjoys sport wants to be on that elite level. Um, and if you can tweet out a picture of yourself with your number and your name and your stats, then what's there not to love? Just kind of building on that, uh, Pagey, in terms of kind of the, the kind of stuff, online stuff clubs are doing, there's, there's been a lot of talk uh, kind of on Twitter and on other kind of social media platforms about what can we do and what can clubs do in the futsal community to really engage clubs. Now, I'm someone who's not very technical when it comes to things like computers and, and, and doing kind of these graphics and, and so on. And we see kind of different clubs who are really good at, we've mentioned a few, obviously us at Bedford are quite good at uh, kind of all this online content. I see pro futsal, they're great. They've got some great stuff going out. You mentioned Genesis. So for clubs who may not be, you know, the best or may not know where to start, what direction would you point them in in terms of maybe programs, maybe things they might want to start putting out just as kind of a starting block and kind of a base to start from and kind of build their way upwards from there? Yeah, it's difficult because a lot of the stuff is quite technical. And I think at Bedford, we're lucky that we've got people that have got the technical ability to do it. And obviously we were lucky um, that we had Louis Pacelli as well, that his degree was sport journalism and obviously helped with the programmes, helped with some of the graphics. For a starting point, I mean, just basic programmes. It doesn't have to be printed professionally. Um, as long as there's something there, I think 100%, that always adds to it, um, the professionalism of the day. Um, anyone can start a YouTube channel. It doesn't have to be um, amazing graphics. I mean... If you look at if you look at my videos and some of the ones I've created for um, other teams as well, they're not they're not rocket science. It it just it just takes time to do it. I mean, any club could get a relatively cheap camera or phone, use their phone if it's got enough memory, record a game or record a few clips, easily clip it together with a free software. We're not talking about paying for software here. Um, you can easily get basic software pay, free and put something really basic together and just start off content like that. Um, I mean, I'd like to see um, more futsal, I mean, football clubs do it all the time um, with regards to like interns. I'm not saying there should be interns at futsal clubs, but I don't see why they, there can't be something put out there like a media officer or media content creator for like maybe a first or second year university student. Um, I'm sure people always seem to be crying out to get 
um, experience. And obviously the leagues that you guys play in are some of the top futsal leagues. So I don't see why there, there can't be opportunities out there for people to um, come in and start creating content alongside their degree and make contacts. I think that could be a massive thing for clubs um, to offer that out there. I don't know, maybe some, maybe some clubs are a little bit like, well, I don't, I, we're not sure we want that. But for me, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Put something out there on social media, wanting someone to create content for you. What's the worst that can happen? Probably come back to bite me that will. Saying what's the worst <laughs> that can happen? Someone's someone's probably going to put out a uh, <laughs> an advert now and then get someone that causes them loads of trouble. But um, <laughs> I, I think I think people, especially at the moment with COVID, I think a lot of people would happily um, provide some content and some ideas. There's lots of talented people out there that put their stuff up on social media and sort of go a little bit unnoticed by people. I think sort of building on what you said, Paige, it's a lot of the the content stuff you make and sort of producing stuff isn't necessarily the most difficult, but it's time consuming. So I know sort of, I thought I'd just share for our listeners about sort of how I've basically copied what Louis did and copied what you've done and tried to make it our own. So what I first of all did is looked for a software that I found user-friendly and I used what Louis recommended. And I know I appreciate not everyone's got sort of the finances to do it, but I access Adobe Creative Cloud. There are other platforms available just for, so we're not trying to promote them, but um, I use Adobe Creative Cloud and it cost me sort of 18 pound a month for every program that Adobe do. So your Photoshop, your Premiere Pros, your auditions, which we use for this podcast and stuff like that. And all the answers I get in regards to how to fix problems in terms of, I know I had an issue with James's teammates video um, where the video wasn't working and issues with graphics on Photoshop and issues with this and issues with that. A lot of the stuff I do is I sort of just Google, right, how do I fix this problem? And it fixes your problem straight away. And sort of, I was originally quite reluctant to get involved in doing it because Louis and Paige did such a good job of making it look so good. I didn't really fancy the composition. I didn't fancy going, making some uh, rubbish version of what they did. But over time, you sort of realise, actually, it's not necessarily the most difficult. Um, don't get me wrong, in Photoshop, one of the challenges you have is trying to cut round people um, and sort of not trying to miss out part of their ear or trying to get a dodgy background in or anything like that. But these little things that people can take time to do, and like we say, we've mentioned clubs that have done a, a brilliant job of, of doing certain graphics and stuff, particularly um, Pro Futsal and Genesis. I know Genesis were one of the ones where I took inspiration for our graphics in terms of like reducing player stats and stuff, because the way they had the player of the background and the font and all that kind of stuff looks really cool. And I don't know if some people realise that it does take uh, quite a bit of time, but I think doing these things is massive for the game of Futsal to to really grow and to grow and expand the game. Obviously, Paigey, your initial uh, online content obviously that I'm aware of was through Friday Night Futsal and sort of doing the different pay, uh, YouTube videos you do now before university was there an interest in sort of engaging with online stuff and clipping videos and stuff like that or is it something you came about when you came to university? Uh, just before I answer that question I just want to say similar to following off what Carl said there is like he said, he's learning along the way. Same with me. I look back at like my first few videos now and I almost cringe. Like, oh my God, that editing was horrific. That editing was not clean. It was not smooth. It was not nice. But people shouldn't be afraid to put stuff out there that they might think isn't great to start with because I'm a perfectionist and I was a perfectionist when I made those first few videos. But I've definitely grown since then and you learn along the way. So don't feel that just because your content's not like a star content that professional clubs would put out, please put it out because it will get engagement. Um, hundred um, percent. 
no i hadn't really done um any sort of video stuff before i came to uni um my first um even in my first year of uni didn't either um the video stuff started for me in my second year when i was on an internship at um luton town as a performance analyst um from the first team um all the way down to um under nines that was really my first contact with having to deal with footage, having to edit footage, having to convert footage. Um, and for me, that was a massive eye-opener. But yeah, for, it didn't, it didn't, nothing really came about from that for me until the second year of university. Um, but that was also at the time where um, things like performance analysis were relatively newish compared to what they had been like yes clubs looked through other things but it was still relatively new whereas most or every club in the football league and um national league and national league north and south even lower than that have performance analysts now um but it was relatively new but yeah it wasn't anything before that it wasn't like a passion before that i, di I didn't do um a level media or anything like that and my degree was sports science so um no it wasn't wasn't anything before that and it's something that i'm kind of glad that i fell into and I think what is clear to see is obviously you've done it, I've done it, and we both had no experience. Louis's done it and had no experience with being younger. We've just sort of got on with it and had a go, really. Now, the end goal for us as a futsal uh, community and as a foot in the futsal world is to have it effectively broadcasted on your Sky Sports as your BTs in studios and stuff that look fantastic. Now, yesterday, um, or sorry, this podcast gets released later, on Monday, the netball was broadcasted on Sky Sports and it was sort of Loughborough were broadcasted on TV, playing in a sports hall. Um, and they had a few cameras at different angles. It looked really professional. And that is sort of where futsal wants to, wants to end up being. We want to be on that same stage as the netball was because it looked brilliant. Um, for me, as a PE teacher, I took some interest in netball. But I know friends that aren't PE teachers that genuinely thought it was quite a good game to watch because of the pace of the game. And there are similarities in the fact that it's indoors, it's quick, and that I think futsal could sort of be taken to. Um, Paigey, how far away do you think we are from the end goal of having that? And I know... We don't want to be controversial and say that, oh, we're miles away and we're trying to diss the futsal world for this. But um, just sort of what steps do we need to take to get to that end goal, if you like? I'd like to think that we're not that far off. I'd like to think that majority of sports, um, no matter how popular they are, are broadcast now on the TV. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, some of the sports, you look at something like go really obscure and say like, um, like cross-country skiing. Like, yeah, that's not broadcast on Sky Sports all the time, but you see it in the Olympics and it's always on in the Olympics. OK, things like that. I think that there's definitely scope for it, um, but I think it's probably it's not controversial to say because it's a fact, but that we are we are behind compared to other countries. I mean, there's a lot of British futsal players that have gone abroad to play because over here the exposure is nowhere near as much as what it is in some other countries like look at portugal for example spain it's not as big so but i would like to think that someone will take hold of it and bring it forward and i have noticed there has been a few um sort of professional players the younger guys that are now coming through that have quite openly spoken about how much futsal had an influence on their footballing career and i mean Look at all the Brazilians, all the flair that they brought. That's all from futsal and street football. Um, but I still do think at times there is a massive misconception in the UK about, oh, it's just five-a-side. And people don't actually understand that it's 
highly technical. Um, but getting back on track, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're that far away. I just think there needs to be a little bit more um, thought put into it from some people. I don't know. I don't know if some people are blinkered and think like, well, it wouldn't be popular. But I think all it takes is for you to go and see, um, I don't know, watch Cambridge play. And you see them with their drums, their flags. And you think, well, actually, people are involved with this. There's passion. And it's exciting. So I, 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 it's difficult to say. Obviously, I've got no inside knowledge and say like, well, it's going to be on TV within the next year. But I'd like to think that it's on ASAP because I don't see why not. It's entertaining. It is. And I think from my sort of experience, I think Liam will share a similar experience that at Varsity, which is for those listeners who don't know, it's like a basically one uni plays another at all the sports. And I think the biggest event at most Varsities, if not all of them, from my experience and from Liam's experience was the futsal. I know Nottingham did a, basically put on a show had the light show had the, the smoke the fog machines and all that kind of stuff and at Bedford um it was the one event everyone wanted to go to people were queuing at the door couldn't get in because it's what they want to go and watch so I definitely think there is a there is an audience for for watching futsal and I think there's definitely a space for it to be broadcasted and I think back to the London Olympics when handball I'd never heard of it and it was the, the one sport that sort of massively grew in England um because everyone watched it and thought that's a great little game and I think that is all that is how far we are away in this country in terms of that. Because I've seen, again, people at work see me put up the futsal stuff and they go, that game looks good. It's interesting. It's like, there's a shot every sort of like minute. It's not like football where you sort of watch it now. And I don't know if you've watched sort of Man United play in the past couple of days and it's just like sideways, 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 sideways. Oh, someone's lost it. It's, it can be quite dull. And I don't think I've ever played in or watched a futsal game where something hasn't happened. There's always... Maybe someone beating a player. There's always a pattern of play. There's always a shot. There's always a save. Um, someone getting struck in the face. You know, Liam often gets struck in the face of a ball, and it's quite comical. Lots of stuff happens in a futsal game. So I think we're not we're not far away at all. Um, yeah, I mean, if, first to touch on that that latest bit. If it was just the face, it wouldn't be so bad. I don't think. <laughs> but, <laughs> There's not much in the way of protection there, and I don't really want to be one of those goalies wearing a gun shield for futsal much. So. <laughs> Uh, avoid that for the time being but I think the main takeaway from me here as well I think it's been a great point made by Pagey really that um, despite any concerns you may have about the professionality of like or any content that you may produce or think you need to put out there just do it anyway because without it being out in the open one you're not going to get better at doing it and two nobody's going to have any idea what you're trying to actually put out there if you don't actually do it so as long as it's done and as long as it's out there in public and as, as clubs, we're all supporting each other and retweet each other's work. And it's, it's not a competition. It's a nice, healthy competition if there's any at all. But if anything, we want the sport to grow as much as possible, particularly in the UK. So any any listeners out there that are, are thinking about doing something or even doing a podcast or player profiles or anything like that, do it. Because we're all going to be supportive and we all want to get to know each other as much as possible. So I think, yeah, that's the main takeaway for me, definitely. And what I think clubs have done from all this stuff is we we take the best idea and or take the good ideas and try and execute them ourselves. So sort of we I've been sat every lockdown thinking we can't play futsal, can't go out, can't go in more than one person in your household. I might be quite lucky that I can go out with my brother uh, because he lives in me in place for my team, but not everyone's got that that luxury. So what can we do to to grow the game of futsal? And sort of the stuff we can do is it isn't unlimited at all. And we saw pro futsal start doing their their podcasty kind of things. And we thought, yeah, that looks quite good. We'll have some of that and put it into our own way. We looked at the ball mastery. I know Bolton sort of do live sessions. So do Wessex. I know Jeff uses his garage and it's basically a, 
like a sports hall in his garage is fantastic. Um, so we sort of take the things we like and start to do it. And then other clubs sort of jump on the bandwagon and start doing the same thing. And it's not they've copied us. How dare they? It's they're doing something to promote their club. Fantastic. Let's all get on board and grow the grow the sport as a futsal community. And I think it sort of links to what Paige says about that content being shared and that like going back to the Friday night futsal. As soon as those things get shared, word spreads. So Bolton have got loads of followers on Twitter and we've got quite a few followers on Twitter and pro futsal have. And if we start sharing the content of others, um, the, the, the exposure increases and more people get to see the game. And as time goes on, it will get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that is going to play a massive part in attracting young players to play because if everyone knows what the game is, that's the first barrier out of the way. Um, I know we talk, we talk about, and we will go to talk about it in another podcast later on in the series about how you want to grow the game of futsal. But I think the, the exposure through online content is, is a massive target area. Um, one last question for, for me, Paigey, on a, away from futsal, really, but just on a bit of a fanboy note. Who is the, the favourite player you've created a highlight reel for, obviously, apart from myself? You put me massively on the spot there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think, actually, to be fair, it's not actually as hard as what I've just made it out to be because uh, it has this comfortable head. Basically, I made, I made a... Um, the player is uh, David Norris. Uh, some of you may not have heard of him. Uh, basically, he um, was essentially playing semi-professional football by the time I did it. But he was um, the Ipswich captain when I was growing up. Um, and I did essentially, um, he asked me to do a video for him a couple of years ago where um, it was just all of his goals or as many goals as I could source throughout his career. Um, and for me, um, like you said, the fanboy thing, to have him um, see my work, message me, ask me to work essentially for him and create a video. I, I used to like, I used to watch him as a kid, like I'd pay to watch him playing for Ipswich um, and he was captain and was playing in the championship and we were top end of the championship at that stage not anymore unfortunately probably even worse than watching <laughs> Man United um, <laughs> um, but for me like that's massive like the exposure that I've ended up getting from this and being able to work with people that um, have been my heroes as such when I was growing up but yeah, it's crazy. I've, I've had um, sort of ex-championship um, Premier League players um, that have messaged me and just said, like, I've seen your work, like, really like it. I work for an agency now and I'm keen to, like, talk to you and stuff like that. It's just, it's crazy. But yeah, for me, the, the, the apart from you, Carl, of course, um, <laughs> the uh, the favourite player, yeah, David Norris. But um, I mean, yeah, I look back at it now and I've got hundreds of videos on my YouTube Um and yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy journey and one that keeps continuing at the moment. And it's good to see seeing how sort of you're being rewarded for your hard work is, is nice to see. And again, you started off sort of futsal with Bedford and now with Bedford Futsal Club. And it, it's closely linked to what you and Lee started. If you and Lee didn't do the league and start the team, this probably wouldn't be happening and we wouldn't be doing what we're doing in in Bedfordshire. On the note of um YouTube, I mean it was interesting to see Liam Pal Freeman's um CUS Ancona be streamed through YouTube and I don't know about you, James or Liam, but I've watched their game through YouTube and watched the game. And it wasn't, um, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a Sky Sports quality broadcast in that the camera was really HD and all that. But it was good quality. You could see what was going on. It was in Italy and we could watch it live through YouTube. And we saw Liam Pal Freeman score a hat-trick the other night against whoever, I can't remember the team name, um, but it was there for us to see. And that's, that's one Englishman playing away in Italy, having the support of loads of different English futsal fans. 
um, in this country. And I think sort of the streaming of the games from players abroad is another area we can sort of tap into. Um, and really a way to end our podcast is to give a big shout out to, to Leon Paul Freeman over in Italy to continue doing the what he's doing, representing England pretty much alone at the moment abroad, um, being the top goal scorer in his league, scoring last minute dinks over the keeper to win games. Um, it's, it's what we love to see really. And it's making us England fans all very, very excited to, to get him back to futsal. Um, but thank you very much for your time today, Paige. It's been fantastic to have you on and get your insight into the online world. I know me, James and Liam will sort of use the points you've made and continue to work on the things we can do for Bedford Futsal. So thank you very much for your time today, Pagey. The one thing we ask from our listeners now is to continue to, to pass the pod. Um, and also, Paige, I'll give you the opportunity to plug your video again for or your channel again for people to listen, just so you can just get those views up and those subscribers up a touch. Yeah, well, thank you very much, guys, for having me on. Um, I've, I've not done a podcast before, but uh, this is the first one. So sorry if I've uh, waffled on and talked a bit too much. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, the YouTube is um, just Sam Page videos. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram if you want to reach out and have a video done. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for having me on, guys. It's been good to talk about social media and um, obviously through these times of COVID and how things have changed. But um, keep going with the pods um, and I'll definitely uh, keep retweeting and getting it out there. Thank you very much. Cheers, Paige. You've been listening to The Griffins Next, a podcast by Bedford Futsal Club.